now done for having listened. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 91. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes who've known each other forever, who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch to talk everything Essendon Football Club. My name is Grant, and with me is Scott. Hello, everyone. It's good to be back. We finally have a game under our belts. Uh, well, a game of sorts, yes. Yes. Yes, it was... Uh, obviously, the we played the uh, the Demons, who probably had about seven or eight listed players only. But we're going to discuss that through. Look, we've got a special guest today. Who have we got, Scott? Well, see, if people know me, uh, I'm, I am a member of a few sites, and one of them is Bomber Blitz. And if you read Bomber Blitz... Nearly every Monday, Wednesdays, or Fridays, uh, you know everyone's guy. hanging in for Knacker's training yes. reports. Now his name is actually Neil Ackerman, so we'll call him Neil for, for the for the program. Ah, oh, come on! Although Although the Aussie and you, I know, really uh, want to say Knackers. Knackers. I do. So we want to welcome in uh, Neil. How are you, Neil? Great, and thanks for having me. Look, it's it's really exciting to have you and, and actually have you in the studio uh, slash my house. So you slash the front, slash the upstairs room. Yeah. Uh, look, we're, we're actually really excited to have you on board. Now, you and I both went to the Essendon uh, a Demons Clash. 74-point um, win. Uh, we've got Laverde kicking three. I think you got Cutler kicking two. You've got Fantasia kicking two. Um, I think there's someone else, Zacharakis. Kicking Zaharakis, two. Zaharakis, yep. yep. Two uh, look, for me, I'll start off with my sort of quick high-level overview. I was really encouraged. Be, I know there's been a lot of talk on social media about the, the Melbournes playing a, I guess, a B-grade side. And yes, that is very real. But I think for people at the game, if they saw the second half where we outscored them 64-13, to 13, that was as close to our VFL side representative as well. It was, and the uh, the thing that you've got to take into account too, with when you're playing a VFL side, they're often bigger bodies and more mature players anyway. Whereas we had a lot of young players like Harrison Jones and like Brian, and uh, as well as a couple of debutants in uh, um, in uh, McBride, who was playing his first ever game. First ever game, yes. First ever yeah. game of football, uh, which is very impressive. Uh, you had um, Lockyer and. Yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? The Ruckman. Um, oh, I always forget his name. Yeah, yep, yep. It will come to me soon. <laughs> yep. But um, he was uh, he was uh, quite impressive too. But he's only a, a young, um, undersized Ruckman as well. Um, so really, when you take into account the fact that uh, the second half side in particular was very much what you'd expect to see in a reserves team, I can only really take away positives I think it's Tickle is it Tickle Tickle that's the one yeah yeah Tickle we've got another rap <clears throat> yeah we're, we've been trialling two guys you would know yourself watching all the training well, we've been trialling three there was Tickle Lockyer and Ireland from Western Australia Ireland was a oh, uh, yeah. position player Ireland, yeah. and he doesn't appear to be training anymore so it looks like it's between Tickle and uh, Lockyer if they put an extra one on the uh, place and there. look we'll, we'll have a quick discussion on them both had definite glimpses uh, there's there's one play with, even with Lockyer um, where there was kind of a turnover situation it's sort of on the wing and he's palmed the ball with one arm, with one hand just turned around pivoted and, and sort of pinpointed a pass to Parrish and it's one of those players that he, he, he may have only got probably six to eight possessions in the, in the game yep. but he just did some things I go oh that's that's actually quite a bit of talent what I just saw there 
he he as I've said on um, the Bolmerflit site before, he reminds me a bit of Liam Jarrah in some of the things yeah, that he can do. That's true. He's um he's a great physical player in that he's a uh, got pretty good size. He's got good speed. He's got a fantastic leap. Um, he's got great balance. You just look at the way he moves and you can tell there's a person that's going to be able to weave in and out of traffic. Yes. And um, he's got a really nice kick on him. Is that the, yeah. left, is that the left boot kick? Yep, yeah, yeah, the left yeah. boot kick, yep. Okay. Uh, and it's quite interesting. I saw him when he first came to, uh, when he was very first session at um, the hangar. Yeah. And even from then, he's come on quite significantly. You could tell he was quite nervous. Nervous, yeah. Um, it's a whole new environment to him, which is very understandable. And coming from a remote community... Um, he doesn't know the players. Um, I don't know what his language is like, but yeah. there's there's quite possibly a problem with that. Um, and he's just grown from strength to strength with um, with uh, each time I've seen him actually uh, perform there. Well, mate, I reckon you can never have enough Aboriginal talent on your list. Like the X factors that those guys bring to your list. Yep. If he can run through a midfield and has got some good size about him, and you've got to love a left boot yep. um, on an AFL footballer, they're generally very accurate. Then, mate, I'd, I'd go. I would, I would sign him. And he, and he does have a good size about him. There's a lot about players on our list. We're really quite an undersized list mm. uh, with a lot of the with a lot of the smaller players. We've got you've got your Snellings and your Smiths yeah. and um, Merritts and, Mer- and and even Parrish isn't particularly tall. Mm. And a lot of them aren't marking players. No. So I think that's one of the one area in the list where we uh, are a little, bit, a little bit lacking is uh, is players that can. Uh, that can take a grab. Yeah, for, for people our age, Neil, it's the, the Blumfield kind of yeah. wingman that well, marking kind Blumfield, of... Well, Blumfield, Caracella, Heffernan... Yeah, um, Ariel Steinberg. Yeah, <laughs> yes, Ariel Steinberg. Didn't. No. Um, <laughs> he looked good in the VFL. <laughs> <laughs> Look, one of the... There's two plays that um, kind of... I saw that they may have not got the ball a whole lot of times, but... As far as quality, um, I saw something really exciting. One is Harrison Jones and one is Brian, the Ruckman. And and both... (laughs) The reason for Harrison Jones, one, I mean, he took a fantastic mark around about 50 yards out from a McBride kick, who we'll speak of as well. But he's, he's presenting constantly. His athletic ability... He's actually got a very smooth kicking action. Yep. Uh, And Brian as well, for me... I noticed about two or three times the midfielders really trust Brian to handball to. Like he was actually a link-up player, even though he was the ruckman. Yep. Like, he was he had such mobility they were using him as like a, a bit of a one-two punch kind of handball ruckman. Well, both both he and uh, and Jones, they're very good on the ground as well. Yeah. Um, I've thought whether uh, whether Brian could even develop maybe into a key position player. Because you're getting a lot of the from the op- opposition teams like the King brothers, um, you got Lynch from Richmond, uh, and really tall players. You, yeah. uh, it won't hurt to have someone with a bit of height that can move around. And uh, from not only the game yesterday, where you said they trusted him to uh, hand pass the ball in general traffic, mm. but even in training, I've seen him uh, pick up ground balls really well for a guy his size. So and he's it, over two meters, didn't he? He's, I think, about two o three or two o four. That's a real decent size. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
and that's uh, well. You look at someone like Fletcher when he first started. He's one ninety nine, yeah. and and he was exceptionally tall for his time. But being able to have someone at that height, uh, being able to nullify and come over the top at uh, at, at pack contests was uh, was fantastic. Um, and yeah. yeah. Now it's it, it two to me. I mean, I, I'll include McBride with that as well. But McBride, obviously, um, I probably still class as a project player. Excuse me. Um, but it was the first time I'd saw him in sort of a match simulation. Well, first time anybody's seen him in a match game. <laughs> first time he's seen himself yeah. in a match sim- uh, Where, yeah, it was, it was very competitive. He didn't turn the ball over <laughs> once. He was kicking. For, for three months into development, that's as good as a start for a kicking action as you would, you would want. Yep. So he, he, was, he was really punching the ball and judging the ball in the air as well as a defender. That was the most... I'm oh, sorry. So, like, can I ask... Remember, remember when Connor um, first came to the club in general broken play, like the ball would get punched and everybody would turn and, and run towards the ball. Connor would get there pretty quick, but when he touched the ball, he didn't quite know what to do with it. Like maybe he'd... He'd run a couple of steps and forget that there were people behind him or something and try and bounce it or handball it and it looked a bit fugly. Did McBride do any of that? Like, what did he do when he got the ball on the ground and he had to look up and make a decision, what do I do next kind of play? Well, there was one uh, passage of play in the last quarter where he uh, got the ball and took off, took a bounce, um, gave off a ball, got a handball back, gave it off again. Um, as well as, uh, as what I'm, from what I've seen him in training, um, he has that natural instinct that, that McKenna has as well and that he wants to take the game on. He wants to be aggressive and he wants to go off and run. Uh, there was a one passage of play at training where he would have taken two or three bounces and just kept on going. And he's fast. I was going to say, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's got that real he's, quickness he's, about he's, him. He's, he's, got, uh, he's quite it, an athlete, isn't he? He's just about the perfect athlete, really, for the game. He's got a good size about him. He's pretty strong. He's got a good leap. Um, he's got the speed. He's got the endurance. He's right up there in nearly all of the um, uh, long long running that they do. Yeah. Um, and I saw his very first training session when he first came to the club, and it's extraordinary to me how much he's come on from that. He uh, his handballing skills were virtually non-existent. He uh, was bouncing real- the ball was non-existent. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't as bad, but um, he he couldn't hand pass left-handed. He, he just couldn't. It was it was it was, it was like it, it was like watching a five year old kid seriously. Yeah. Um, and the the ball handling handballing with his right hand wasn't too much better. His uh, his kicking was yeah. You tell he'd been um, kicking a round ball and uh, yeah, his ball dropped. But he's come on incredibly. I said originally when I first saw him that I couldn't imagine him playing this year. But he was a great prospect. But mm. just after, I know it's only just after one practice match. But the development that he's done from then to now is—I'm really quite amazed. Uh, look, I for me, I just watch these little small things, and I, I like attention to detail. And I, the, he was—he was, he was um, defending his guy, and the ball was about eighty meters away. He—he <laughs> he, he was with his fist just punching this guy, just niggling this guy in the back. <laughs> I didn't see that. And, uh, and uh, like, well, the ball's totally in the other area. So I was just, for some reason, decided to just watch him. To, to, but one thing I remember Dodoro saying is that this guy's a fierce competitor. Yep. And, and just in those little things, I went, that's an interesting one. Like, yeah. this is your very first game and you're kind of, you're kind of 
annoyingly nudging your opponent, yeah. letting you know that you're there. And one thing, if I was a recruiter, which obviously I'm not, but one thing that I would uh, put a very high priority on is someone that's competitor. Yes. And, um, and it can be a competitor of anything. You know, you can, you can be having a game of cards and someone won't want to lose you. Yeah. Just, just anything simple. If you want to win, you want to win. Yeah. Exactly. And, and with some people, it's inbred into their personality. And if you've got that sort of a, an attitude, uh, the, it, it translates into never say die, mm. which is the more of that you can get in a team, the better. Did my man Ned Cahill play? No. no. Ah, damn. Well, one thing I will say, uh, it, if the, the first half of the game, and you you probably will agree with me, Neil, but outside of the first sort of eight minutes of the game, it was very scrappy, very rusty, um, uh, tight kind of affair. We were sort of bombing it into the forward line. We were playing a bit of old habits, if yep. you, you would say. After half time, uh, Bradenham. Uh, Darcy Parrish, Cutler, uh, this midfield, Langford, I'll, I'll include as far as just getting the ball out, yep. um, really tore him to shreds. Like it was, it was a very young midfield brigade that was, that for me was quite dominant, and, yeah. and especially Parrish <laughs> and and Ham is such an interesting play to me with his class decision making, which we're not abundant of, yep. but he is a crucial guy that I'm going to be watching closely for what he can bring to the team. Well, you look at him and your very first thought is that he's a bit undersized. And uh, and is he going to, get, going to be able to stack up with the with the bigger fellas? But and also, I wondered why he got games last year. Like, out of nowhere, he got games. Yep, yep. But the um, what he does have is very clean hands. Yep. Um, he's, a, he's a nice, solid uh, kick on him. And uh, and he's a great athlete. He he runs, and and he's another one that that competes. Yeah. Um. One of the things that I noticed uh, yesterday about him that I uh, found very impressive too is there was two or three occasions where he went to uh, he had the ball out out in space and he was running along and someone was coming onto him from the side and instead of just bombing away with a quick oh. kick, he he took the extra step or two to steady and and kicked it aim and took the hit. Um, split second after it, which, yeah, but but he was prepared to take the hit um, rather than just bomb it away, and that's a I think that's a great ad, um, uh, thing to have. To make that extra step to give yep. the forward an extra couple yep. of meters to yep. get in front and yep. then sacrifice and, your body, and also uh, uh, to steady yourself and and look and see where you're going to deliver. Yeah, um, there's too many people that just hack the ball. And oh yeah, yeah, we've, yeah, we've, yeah. <laughs> yes. we've, we've done that. Yeah. Yes. And look, look, we'll go to a break soon. Um, we'll do this in two parts: the match review. Um, but mentioning Cutler as well, I I, I found Cut- I'm very interested. I, I was a bit concerned the first half watching Cutler. I thought, oh, no. um, and and I must admit, in training, when I saw, I didn't nothing overly leapt out of me. Now that's just training. Um, but some of the match simulation I saw just were struggling to find the footy. That second half, um, that was that was pretty impressive, and and he's kicking a bit like a David Myers when he's really informed yep. to be a, a very big weapon. He does like giving a bit of a roost. He does. He can kick sixty meters um, very easy. I'm still probably a little bit undecided on Cutler yeah, yet. I am too. Why, why though? Because I look I look at him and go massive left boot. Is it left? Right, right. right. Yep. Massive boot. <laughs> 
goodly amount of size to the kid, and he's got the body. He looks, he looks the part. When I uh, when I go to both training and to games, I nearly always have the binoculars, yeah. and I um, get a real close up of what's actually happening. Yeah. And he's just been a little bit less clean than I'd like him to okay. be right. um, on occasions. And and you know this is just yeah. training. When you go to a match, obviously the uh, the pressure really ramps up. And you can't afford even little mini fumbles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, particularly if you're, out, if you're out in space, just a little mini fumble and all of a sudden somebody's on you and, and they're away. Where are we and playing him? Where, where on a wing? It'd have to be a wing, I'd think. Yeah. He's playing on a wing. I think he was uh, re- recruited for that purpose. And, yeah. and it's someone with size is someone that we've been lacking on a wing. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, you're having McGrath there last year. Um, Oh, I think that's out of position, as yeah, totally. a lot of people say. Yeah, so do I. Um, but you you really need someone with a bit of size, I think, um, on the wings, at least one of the wings, so you've got an outlet for a for a quick. Yeah. If you're under pressure, you want to bomb it, and you want to know that they're going to make at least a good contest. Yeah. If, yeah. if not win it, um, at least try and halve it. Yeah, great. And, and that's one of the areas I think we've been a bit lacking in. No, nah, very, very true. Look, we're going to cut this segment in two halves, so we'll go to a, a quick break and, and come back for part two. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, we're going to do the second half of the uh, match review uh, with Neil and Scotty. Um, just to let everybody know, I'll be here for about the next 10-15 to minutes uh, at the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Um, but after that, I really do need to pull the pin. I'll probably be here till the next break. Um, I need to pull the pin, like I said on last week's um, program. I'm going to head off uh, into the wilderness, um, Clint Eastwood style, into the sunset, uh, and go on a really, really long hike. Um, so I'll be out here till the next break and then that'll be it for me for the majority of the year. I think I'll be, uh, I'll be crossing over to Scotty, um, halfway through the footy season or if Essendon are starting to do well and we look like we make finals, I'm coming home. Um, but yeah, I'll be here till the next break and then it'll be Scotty and Neil for the remainder. So well, go for it guys. Let's hope you're home early then. Thanks mate. <laughs> Although I don't want to be, I want to do the whole thing. Well, but, you can always do both. Yeah, that is true. That is true. So let's go back into the game. Uh, you were just saying in the break you wanted to. We talked about Lockyer, but we want to talk about the other guy, Teagle. Teagle. Remember his name now. Now, what, what were your thoughts? Because I, I was really impressed. Well, I was impressed too. Um, he's he's another one of those guys that's uh, very athletic. Uh, great leap on him. Uh, I thought he was pretty good at both the centre bounces and around the ground, but he. Uh, Laid a couple of really good tackles. Yeah. Um, he's got a great kick on him as well. Undrafted? Like, was he part of the draft? Yeah, un- undrafted. From the VFL club? Uh, no, Waffle. Well, oh, he's from the Waffle. Waffle. Okay. I, yeah. think he had, I think he might have only played um, the seconds in Waffle from memory. Mm. Okay. I'm not, not sure. But, um, yeah, uh, undrafted. So he's available to be taken with the uh, with our last pick. Yeah. Um, the uh, Really, you couldn't fault his game. From what I saw, the only thing reservation I'd have was that I was also just as impressed with Brian, probably even more so because Brian's a little bit taller. Yeah. And with Brian, you've got Draper coming back. Yeah. Um, we've dropped Phillips, who's also looked really good. Then you've got um, Bell Chambers, who um, I think people are uh, 
writing him off a little bit prematurely. Yeah. It, until this uh, this last little setback, he'd had his best preseason in four or five years. Okay. Mm. So, uh, does he I, start? Um, I think so. Round one. Personally, th- personally, me, I think he Bell Chambers will start if he's fully fit. Because I think who's his back? I think they like his bullocking work too. Yeah. He's, he's very very <laughs> physical, which gives him injuries. But his nature is that he does a lot of heavy physical work. I think it all comes down to fitness. Mm, if he's yeah. if he how how fit he is, he's uh, still not training fully. Um, but he's only been off for for a, for a few weeks, and they they have been very cautious with their rehabilitation of players. Um, so we'll see. But I'd be perfectly happy with Phillips in there too, because he's he's been very impressive as well. Okay. Yeah. Now, for, uh, most people think for Essendon this year. As much as we've got a, an improving midfield group, the elevation, if possible, of, of Parrish and McGrath it is, for me, quite pivotal to take us to matches more with the Collingwood, who have that kind of eight to eight to ten midfielder yep. group. Even though it was a Melbourne weaker side, what you saw from those two guys, they only played half each, they swapped at halftime. Yep. They were both dominant. Along with Merritt. Yeah, yeah, along with Merritt. We, we expect that from Merritt, of course, though. Yeah. Uh, but they were, McGrath was, I mean, he cut off nearly everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, he was actually playing everywhere. He uh, seemed to be drifting back and, uh, yeah, and, did, and resting he? in defence a bit there. Um, yeah, look, I couldn't agree more. Uh, he was, he was uh, very clean, very quick. Mm. Um, he's always had the nice little shimmy on it, but he, he seemed to be doing it a bit under a bit more pressure in the game to what I saw mm-hmm. um, and uh, being able to it's, it's a great attribute to be able to evade your way out of trouble rather, yes. than, rather than take the tackle that's um, I always think of someone like um, like Lonergan who was yeah. fantastic at getting the ball but he just got tackled every time yeah, and yeah, yeah. never seemed to get it out um, yeah. whereas he's really got that sidestep and Parrish um, not so much a sidestep but he has real acceleration out of a pack and he's, he seems to be developing that more and more. Yep. And if you can add that to someone like Sheil and have two players that can uh, get, get out of a pack at great place, that's... Uh, that's and one thing... That's the wrong pronunciation of Sheil then. There was no D on the end. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> he, always, he always seems to say Sheil and then some, well, of, the, some of the feedback... His silent yeah, D comes well. in the end. Yeah, I don't yeah, know why I do it. Let's get this feedback over time. I say Sheil on the yeah. end. It's weird. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Parish, Parish to me look like a person uh, that is much more comfortable with his body and his physique yep. to go in harder. Yep. Uh, well, he has put on some some extra weight every preseason. Yeah. He's, he's getting better and better. As is McGrath, for that matter. That's Ma- true. McGrath's got quite a solid upper body now. Yes, um, that's very true. And there aren't too many midfielders that that come in and dominate right from the start. They can be solid uh, contributors as uh, uh, McGrath and uh, well Heppel were both playing back first year, but even second year they were solid contributors without really being stars. Yep. Um, and it just takes a while to get the body, um, but also get the pre-season to their belt so you can do the second and third efforts. Yep. That's a very important part of it to, to just keep going. Guys, can I... I know we've been talking a lot about the positives... Can I ask about potentially one or two of the negatives? My man, the outer eastern suburbs, Bogan, in <laughs> Fridge Begley. Yes. I thought you were going to bring him up. Now, what happened to the man? Because I was looking forward to him coming back in because he's a gigantic Bogan from where, where yeah. I live. 
and I love the man to death, and he's my man, but apparently he didn't play real well. Oh, look, I'll, just before you start, Neil, I will... I think the reality is, is this is the first game of the year, too. So, I, I don't... As much as he struggled, there was a lot of passes to play, especially in that first half, Zach Merritt included, where it was just sheer rustiness, sheer not picking up quickly the pace, decision-making. So, but... Josh Begley just had a few... Yes, he, had <laughs> he, a he had some howlers. We well, had yeah, yes. one where he marked the ball 40 metres out and uh, I thought it was just a, a simple set shot and he's decided to kick it to almost like a two-on-two. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting well, decision. Well, that was the time that he actually marked the ball. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's dropped yeah. chest marks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what to think of Begley, I must admit. I just can't see quite where he fits in. He um, he's not a great overhead mark for his size, oh. I don't think. Um, nothing compared to someone like Laverde, um, who is much more solid. Um, he's got pretty good endurance, but he's he's not a great tackle. He doesn't seem to provide great defensive pressure mm. to me. Um, he's got a pretty good kick, but I think it's been a little bit overrated from one of the best first quarters you'll ever see in, in, yeah. in, in AFL football yeah. where he drilled about five passes. But even at training, he, he, yeah. um, he, he's not, not an outstanding kick to me. Um, so I just can't really see his, his place. I don't think he's going to be a midfielder. He's not, a, he's not someone that accumulates possession. Um, I'm still I'm still on the train. I'm still on the Bogan train, <laughs> and I love the man to death. I hope I hope there's a high half forward for him. Well, the the fact is that a lot of competition for that spot though too. There is not. Yeah. The problem is you've got rotating Smith and these guys also from the midfield who's rotating in those spots did, as well who are just far superior players. Did Laverde yeah. play deep? Yes. Yes. Full yeah, forward. He played, uh, yeah. Full forward. Full he was forward. basically the main target. Okay. Cool. Because. Yeah. I don't know what your your opinion now, but like they've tried to play him high half forward, they've yep. tried to play him midfield, they've tried to play him all over yep. the shop. But I've always said that kids are forward. Yep. Every time I've seen the few times I've been to training, he can jump out of the gym. Yeah. Like he's way up in the air when he's taking marks. The thing that I really liked about him yesterday was that he was really attacking the ball. Yes. He he was he was going for his marks. So I yeah. think I think one of the things that He's a bit of a confidence player. Yes. And I think if he can get this uh, a pack of eight or ten games into him where he really yeah. feels comfortable, doesn't do a, a shoulder or yeah, a yeah, knee yeah. or whatever. Or whatever, yeah. um, the, But, uh, and really gets the confidence to attack the ball, I think he could be something quite special. Mm. He, he does have a problem with his kicking. Yeah, it's, yeah. But that's always um, going to be an issue, I think. So he had six shots on goal, three, three, two hit the post. Two hit the post. So it's, it wasn't horrific. The two, uh, the two goals he kicked were good goals. Yeah, actually, two uh, from, from the uh, from the um, from angles. Yeah, from very tight um, angles, and and you know we're talking forty meters out. Yep, tight angles. But so. I was really impressed with his um, just the way he did attack the ball and uh, in, in the air and mark it. The uh, which he had to do because generally speaking, he was the uh, he was the main person down there. Um, sometimes Brian came across. But um, not as often. Yeah. And um, but he's also got a real physical presence when when the ball hits the ground. Yeah. Um, he's a he's a good solid tackler and he and he does like to throw his weight around. And I, I see him up close. When you see him right up close, he's he's an yeah. AFL body. Yeah. Every day of absolutely. The week. <laughs> he yeah. looks really good. And his preseason has been 
fantastic. Yes. He's been, uh, I don't think he's missed, he'd missed one session where he was actually, I'd heard that he was actually told to, to rest because he was actually training too hard. Okay. Um, yeah. He's been uh, towards the front of most of the running drills that they do. Um, so I think his endurance has, has really improved just, uh, quite significantly. If, get, if that hamstring can, can just remain intact, yep. you, there's a serious play there. The shoulder yep. and the hamstring, yep. uh, if they can remain intact, then there's no doubt uh, continuity for that kind of player would be... Uh, his elevation would be quite yeah. significant. I mean, again, the problem is where do you, if everyone's fit, where do you fit him in? If you got Joe and you got Smack and you got yeah. um, Stringer there, that's quite a tall forward line to, to throw him as well. I want him. I want him either wing of Jimmy Stewart. Yep. I think he could well be either a wingman or even a halfback um, back there as well. Yeah. Just a, a bit of a utility player going from. Uh, now we'll, we'll grab one more so I can we can whip off to a break and I can uh, leave you guys to it. Um, how how did the best smile on the AFL go? I won't even tell you who yes. it is. The best smile on the <laughs> AFL. Um, how did the little boy go? Uh, didn't get a lot of it. No? Um, Pressure good. Yeah. I think he's still uh, getting his fitness up to up to speed. Okay. Um, he really didn't do that much running until probably after Christmas. So he's... Uh, He's still got to get a, a little bit of the fitness, as I say. But the when he does get the ball, or when he's near the ball, he's one of these players that makes things happen. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's really clean. Um, the little taps and the little weaves and the yeah, yeah. little knock-ons that he does. Just, just and, and a couple of real bone-tackling tackles as well. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, he's one of these players that, uh, that likes to tackle and, and likes to tackle hard. Quite, it's quite similar to Tipper. Yeah, yeah. In, in oh, a yeah. And, and Smith, except for Smith has got the dirty streak. He likes to, wants to hurt them. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> want to tackle them. He yeah, wants to bury them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, nice. Okay, well, so, that's good. As long as he's out there running around. Yep. No, look, uh, overall, um, I mean, just very quick gloss overs. Uh, Zarakis played like a, a forward type role. Um, yeah, just the first half he played. Yeah, just there. the first half. Very opportunist to kick two good goals. Yep. Um, roved really well. Uh, Fantasia, look, definite rusty. You've just struggled to find the ball. I was. Um, I didn't look to see how much he was on the ground. I think he might have been on the bench quite a lot. I wasn't sure. But yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's true. I, I was. I was trying to spot him a few times and couldn't spot him. Uh, so that might, that might be right. I mean, he had two goals, but the. If, they're very obviously over the top kind yeah, of Yeah, both, both over the both over the back. Um, but he has been very impressive in the preseason. Yeah. Um, particularly his running ability. He's he was he's in the past he's been a middle to upper long distance runner. Yeah. Um, but he's been right at the front. He's been uh, just behind Ambrose in all the runs. Yeah. Um, and uh, considering that he didn't even really start uh, fully running until probably late December. Um, he's looking really good. And look, last one I just want to mention is probably Aaron Francis. And I think he's a guy we're both going to bring up after the break. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, as far as how we've seen him training. Uh, but, I mean, I, I sponsor Aaron Francis with a, with a group of guys. Uh, and Well, sorry, a group of guys and ladies. <laughs> a whole team. Uh, and so I've caught up with a few times the training I've seen and we'll go into it more but just even in this game the body language difference coming from this kid is yep. significantly improved and 
he kind of looks like a general <laughs> down back yep. if, yeah. without pumping it up too much knowing the opposition. Yep. Well, I remember him watching him at training not long before he went off on his mental health break. Yeah. And you could tell something wasn't right with him. His his whole body language was deflated. He looked like he didn't want to be there. He had a whole lot of niggling little issues. And the contrast to where he is today is like chalk and chalk cheese. And cheese yeah. it's, it's, it's quite amazing. You'd have to say of all the players, he's probably the most... Him and Laverde, but I'll say even Francis maybe more. The upside to what this guy can do uh, to being excited for this year for this kid is I'm trying not to pump him up too much yep. because I don't want to put the pressure on the kid but uh, I have talked to him and he and he thinks he's a you know a top AFL player yeah uh, so and, and but, that's and that's the the start that's yeah, yeah. you're not going to be a top AFL player unless you actually think you can be one yeah I I remember talking to him one time and uh, I said oh so you know how you think you're going you know you know tell me are you getting some confidence back? And he said straight off the bat, you know, I think I'm one of the elite comp footballers in this competition yep. and that's what I'll, my goal will be and that's what yep. I'll do. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing that's been holding him back, of course, is the fitness and the fitness has definitely improved. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's, I think there's still room to go. Um, but even watching him running, um, he's obviously one of these people that doesn't really enjoy no. the, the running part of the game. <laughs> but... Um, in the past, he's, he's, he's had a terrible look on his face, like he just didn't want to be there running mm-hmm. and get me out of here. Whereas now he's, he's embracing it a lot more. And um, he's just looking fresh at the end of runs. And, and you know, just the body posture, where he's standing up a lot straighter yep. and, and, and you know, taking it all on board. Yeah. Is a lot better. Well... We'll say first goodbye to you, Grant. Have, yes. Uh, this is the last time the listeners will hear you, hopefully for a while. Hopefully for like <laughs> If it's months. in three weeks, he snapped his ankle. Yeah, he snapped his ankle or a bear took a huge chunk out of my yes. bum or something. Um, but uh, yeah, if I'm back, I'm back. And it was been a total failure. No, um, I just want to say thank you very much to the listeners. Um, of course, I'm going to go away on this hike, but... Um, the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast is still going to kick on. Scotty's going to be doing it um, every week. He's going to have some different guests. Um, I really, really encourage everybody, even though the most popular part of the podcast won't be here and all I oh, know... Oh, so I'm not going to get another invite back? No, no, you, of course you will be. Absolutely. Oh, well. Must but no, no, no. Clearly the most, the, most uh, the best part of the podcast won't be here, but that's okay. Still, no, just kidding. Um, please uh, support Scotty and the, and the podcast um, during the next footy season. I'm, I'm going to do a bit of a bucket list thing. So if I wasn't doing something that's that important to me, I would absolutely be here for the 2020 season. Um, but I'm going to head off, do this thing uh, and get back as fast as I can. My goal um, is actually seriously to be back here for the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast uh, grand final episode. Um, if I'm if I'm back for the grand final episode, then I'll have completed the hike and I'll be a very happy boy and be back in the country. Um, if not, I could be back next Thursday and um, it'll be all systems back to normal. So thank well, you, everybody. We wish you well, mate. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you very much for the uh, support, everybody. And uh, look after Scotty um, and all his guests this year.
Welcome back to the Scott and Neil show. <laughs> <laughs> We've just demoted Grant. Yes, while no he's more there. Grant. Uh, look, one thing, uh, Neil. I th- really the the original reason I, I probably asked you to come on is to you what you're really known for. Uh, I guess amongst the Essendon fan community is is y- your training reports. You um, you obviously. Uh, I would. How many? What percentage of training sessions would you think you go to? I've well, in previous years, I tried to get there at least once a week. Yeah. Um, this year, I've gone to nearly all of the uh, main training sessions. There was um, just one after Christmas, and and I've just been away overseas for a, for a week and a bit. So yeah. But just about every other training session I've been to uh, this year of the major sessions, um, and. Uh, yeah, so you get a pretty good insight, but you also can actually see how things develop. Yes, which yeah. is a which is an interesting thing too. And it must be uh, must be interesting too, just having like when you have a starting the season with such a massive modified group, just seeing well, that week by week, you know, either getting well, worse or getting <laughs> or getting new people, or or having suddenly four guys come off it. And... It, it took a while to get better. <laughs> there was a, there was a large modified group for a long time, and there still is quite a large group. Uh, yeah, to that, but. Uh, I think the end's in sight for for most of them. I don't think there's going to be too many that aren't going to be fit for the first round. Um, Hooker uh, seems a bit touch and go. I would have preferred to him to be at a uh, yeah. more advanced uh, level. I think Bell Chambers will be okay. I'm presuming Heppel will be okay. Um, and uh, and then you've got ones like Draper who were never going to be ready for the, uh, for the start of the season. No. Um, but he looks so. to be tracking really well. Oh, I'm a big fan of Draper. Um, no, so am I. So am I. The um, he's he's doing his kicking now. He's starting to do a bit of uh, mobility work where he's uh, doing changes of direction. Um, he's doing mountains of running, and he's just a great size. The uh, it was so disappointing he went down last year because yeah, yeah. I, well he literally was probably going to be elevated almost the week of his injury. Well, a minute later, by the sound of things, he was going off at halftime uh, at the game that he, uh, where he did his knee. Yeah. Um, but he is uh, really, he's, he's the, post, the player that I've been most looking forward to uh, playing an AFL game. I, I know uh, um, people have questioned why he gets a, a long-term contract on good money, um, but anybody that's seen him uh, training and, and, and playing um, you can understand why St Kilda put out fielders for him. Yes, I think he could be. Uh, I know most big men take a long while to come on, but there are exceptions, and I think he could be an exception. I'm. I think he could be easily the number one ruckman at the club at the end of the year, even coming off an injury. I, I'm. A, I'm a little bit the same. I, I actually did a survey with fans during the week, asking after round ten who is who will play more senior. Senior games is a ruckman between Phillips, Bill Chambers, and and Draper. Draper. And look, Draper came in second. Um, and and who was Lux, first? Uh, it was it was Belly. Oh no, actually, I'll check again. I think it was Phillips actually. Okay. And Belly came last. Yeah. Uh, but look, I, I think a lot of fans hope for probably a little bit of a change, but probably a bit more having a bit more of a tap ruckman specialist and i remember watching a game with draper at frankston last year yep oh yeah i was at that game oh yeah and and like it was funny because i was mentioning um i was mentioning to someone i said look it was i said if you're a saints opposition scout 
watching this game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was literally, I was having that conversation. I said, "Tell me, you wouldn't be going." All right. Who is this guy? Who is this how, guy? How can we get him? Because that I mean, he just dominated yep. the game, yep. and it was just yeah, it was only a month later that Saints have put in an offer. And the thing about him was, it also came off a a uh, fantastic preseason. Mm. He was uh, he spent a bit of preseason forward, and he was he was uh, as dominant as anybody forward. He was taking marks both in the forward line and and around the ground. Um, yeah, but yeah, can you see. give us the latest? We did get asked a request from you of what you've seen if you've been to training the last, say, seven days of of the progress of Danaher. Which I haven't. I've been in New Zealand. <laughs> well, so I, I guess I, the last vision of Danaher you um, saw. Well, the last vision was uh, was him uh, running around and he was kicking the ball. Yep. Um, it was probably only half to three-quarter pace. Yep. Um, but he was kicking it okay. Um, I did get an update from somebody else that goes uh, uh, to most training sessions uh, and said that he upped his pace quite significantly, so that he was running at ne- nearly full pace. Okay. Um, and I've also heard that the uh, that this has been uh, without any pain, so that sounds like a that's a crucial one, isn't it? Yeah. It's- well, that's the thing. The uh, they they really keep on increasing the, uh, um, the the speed and the kicking until they uh, until. It all feels good. Yep. And uh, so I don't know how far off that would make him. Um, Look, I, I mean, I've all, personally, me, I, I find it cancel out the first half of the year. And if he can play, if he plays for me around nine or ten, yep, that's a huge win for the club. Yeah. That's I, personally me. I would be hoping it would be before then. I'd be hoping maybe around four to six or something like that. Uh, because he's he's been at the club virtually every day training, um, and he's been doing a lot of uh, core stability work. Yeah. And if you've got a strong core, the rest of the fitness should be able to be added on fairly quickly. I would have thought. Yeah, I, I probably being an I must admit, I, it's more a sense, I guess, of how the club was speaking. But I know they're cautious on it, and yeah. they don't want to they don't want to tell anyone, hey, this is what we genuinely think. Yeah. <laughs> like, but. And they certainly don't want to happen, have happen what happened last year, which is he yeah. he comes in, plays three or four games, and then he's and then off for another yeah, year. Yeah. So uh, I think when he comes in, he'll hopefully be cherry ripe, and and of course, what a huge difference that would make to the whole forward line. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, including Stuart, there's, there's, <clears throat> to actually have guys sort of vying for positions again yep. in the forward line. Yep. You know, Laverde, Stuart, Danaher, Smack. Yep. Um, so Stringer now some of those guys are just Danaher and Stringer are in no matter what. Yep. But those other guys, you know, they're not far apart. Yep. And Stewart's another interesting name that you brought up. I mean, he's—I don't know if you've seen pictures of him. But he looks like Huge. a man mountain now. His his upper body is just massive. And uh, and that Frankston game that you talked of was the last uh, exactly. game he played, and he kicked about four and a half. Yeah, I think if I remember, he kicked about five to half time, and I was like, oh, here we go. And then yeah, and then, and, and then he came off, and I and I remember um, at at the huddle he had a an ice bandage um, round his round his thigh, and I actually wrote on there I think he's got some sort of injury, and that's the last we've seen of him. Yeah, um, and and he's <coughs> excuse me, we haven't really seen with Stuart a a man on man kind of Stuart, like an out body out muscle, like he he likes to get on the run. Yep. Uh, so I'll be interested if he can elevate that part of his game with a strong physique. Yep, <clears throat> like a hooker kind of, you know. Well, hopefully he's a bit of an upgrade on Brown. 
in that he can do the running work, maybe not quite to the same extent that Brown could do, yeah. but uh, but then also really physically compete in the air yes. and yeah. and in, and around the ground. And his uh, ruck work was also coming on a bit mm, too. True. Uh, I remember when watching him when he first came to the club and he was doing... Um, uh, ruck exercises and he was just dreadful <laughs> he was he, he yeah. wasn't good at all but that has definitely improved definitely improved and uh, he's not small is he yeah, no he's, he's a big guy he's 198 or something mm. and if if you can get him where he can do some of the uh, work around the forward line yep um, to have the uh, ruckman uh, st- uh, stand back for the uh, the kick down the line um, that'd be a, that'd be a w- big win for the club as well so let's talk our coaching setup obviously with Carousella coming on board uh one thing i noticed and especially yesterday uh without declaring it i i felt like rutten was our coach yep uh rutten i went to the three-quarter um time address and and i was very here you actually hear him speak so i was actually interested to hear what he had to say and he he was telling the boys just about being wary of of at that time the demons flooding back and getting three four extra yep. numbers back and and how to combat that and and he's and he's made it's just some things you hear you go well that's interesting guys you, you kind of said you know what we talked about guys the 20 meter kick i said and you knew exactly what he was saying about about when we're kind of 90 meters out what are you going to do you know if yep. it's four and one are you going to kick it 50 meters and we just they just they just run the ball back up yep. or are we actually going to start looking for that 20 meter kick to a guy in space, lowering our eyes and just having better ball movement going forward. Yep. He seems to be a very good communicator within the with the players and yep. within the playing group. To me, that's and, the feedback I, I'm getting too. I, I agree with you. It it uh, it looks to me as if uh, it's not too dissimilar from the uh, Thompson Heard situation a few years ago, where Thompson was sort of the overseer, which is yep. where we see Wush at the moment, yep. and uh, and Rutten actually. Uh, Really controlling all the uh, the game day things, but one of the when he first came to the club last year, um, I uh, often was near the sidelines where he was within a small group of players, and it was fascinating watching the way he was talking to the players, uh, uh, giving minute uh, instruction as to the use of the body, and he yep. he, he would um, demonstrate how he wanted to uh, them to approach it and. And uh, how to get the uh, into the best position and outmove an opponent, and even guys like um, like Hurley and Hooker were were taking on board what he was saying and asking questions. Yep. And uh, it was one of the things that I thought was good. But he he was able to um, impart um, his what he wanted to do and his knowledge, um, but not in an authoritarian way. Mm. In a way where the uh, the players could take it on board and they f- were free to question him and 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 ask. And I think that's what he really comes across to me as a quite a good teacher. And um, talking of what you were saying before about him uh, uh, really drilling down into how they wanted to uh, play the game and and how they wanted to. Uh, Proceed for that quarter. That's uh, it's good signs, I think, so far. Yeah, well, it's good signs because they that you could. I actually <laughs> saw that with a few examples. Yep. going into the last yep. quarter. That's one thing saying it, and it's another thing to to then having the players in enough in their minds so that they can then implement it. Yeah, and that's for me. That's where I think Essendon's really struggled. I, I've I I generally say this. I found our players. Uh, 
are undisciplined in, in a lot of times on what the coaching wants. So as much as I've I have not kind of questioned Wusha a few times, when you hear him after the game consistently saying, you know, our forwards are playing up too high and it's just like week on week and you're like, yep. Well, at some point forwards why are you like yep. at some point you've actually got to adhere to the game plan yes. to his wishes. Yes, why why aren't they following the game plan? Yeah. It's it's great to talk about learnings and, and uh and yes, we learnt this much out of it. We want to see it implemented. Yeah. Uh, so even if it's even if it's not successful at first, as long as they're 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 trying to implement what is what the coach wants, and that was just a brief example of what you were saying about it, what it seems to be that he might be able to get his message across a bit. Uh, yeah, I mean there, there was a there was a play in the second quarter where literally every player was in the one side of the ground. I actually took a photo of it. <laughs> um, but you could see the instructions. Like there was suddenly some instructions yep. coming from the bench yep. telling two guys, hey, get back. Yep. Like, because one thing I get frustrated on is if you're going to have McKenna and Saad play the game the coaches want them to play... Hopefully we have McKenna. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but if they're going to break the lines and, and run the ball through... And look up, <laughs> and there's nothing to gig to yeah. except for Waller. Yep. Uh, yep. You somewhere you've got to restructure the, the side. The old Alvin Davies centre half forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it drives fans nuts. Yeah, exactly. And and I mean I've spoken to people who know Waller quite well, and it, I've heard he's even gets frustrated and saying, yeah. "I feel like I'm doing the team thing. Like that's what you told me to yep. do is to yep. reposition ourselves back, but uh, we're getting the other guys who are just drifting far too much forward." Yep. And uh, just before the break, you were talking to me about how you'd heard that the uh, they the players had been spending a lot of time with instruction and, and theory. Yes. Um, with um, uh, with Rutten over the preseason, and I think that's a very important part of it. If you can, if the players can be drilled down to know exactly what their role is and and where they yes where they go when they go, because. I think that is, I agree with you. The uh, our structure seems to have fallen apart a lot of time. McKenna goes off for a great run. Everyone looks up and, and the crowd's cheering, and all of a sudden you think, "Well, where's he? Who's he going to kick it to?" And, <laughs> yes. it, and he bombs yeah. it down. Or, or the West Coast game last year, the final, where we just kept on bombing it down the line to nobody. Yeah. Um, at some point, the uh, there's got to be some accountability for the coaching. It's, yeah. It can't be just the players. It's it's if yeah, the if the because the coaches don't well, want you, that. You're not getting your your message across. Yeah, like exactly. At some point, you have to actually internally go. Well, what are we doing? That's not getting these guys because, and, and it's interesting how they've gone so much on theory and almost like a university almost approach yep. this year. Because one thing I get envious of with Richmond, yeah, is you know. Every player understands their role yeah. for that game. And it's a very selfless role. What am I going to do for the team? I know exactly what I'm going yeah. to do. I'm going to know I'm going to, every position I need to be in. I know how to set up for every every um, every ball up around the ground. And, you, and I think that's what, if I'm understanding, is probably what a carousel would want to bring yeah. and say, look, the reason why this works, and it doesn't have to be their game plan, but the reason why... It works. It's because they fully understand yes. what and, they need to do, and everybody is doing their role. Yes, you only need one or two players that aren't doing their role and, and are out positioning, and and the whole thing can fall apart. Yeah, exactly. 
and that's the thing. I'm, I must admit, I'm very envious whenever I've watched Richmond too. I, I've, I've, yeah. I've spent some time looking at their games and thinking, how on earth do they keep outnumbering them in all parts in of the ground? In all parts, yeah. How does that work? They're so accountable to each other. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's a fantastic culture that they've led. And it's obviously why we've been poaching. <laughs> but yeah. you do hope it rubs off. It's not that you want Richmond's game plan because I don't think we've got the players to do their game plan, but it's understanding what you've got, what your strengths yep. are, but everyone understanding then what their role is. And, yes. and that's that's the coaches. That's what they're paid for. Yep. That's that's the... That's what they, I guess, they're judged on for me. Yep. And it's and it's the ability to get. It's one thing. It's one thing having a game plan, but unless the unless you can get the message across to the degree that the players can uh, can then put into practice, it's it yep. doesn't matter. And let's let's hope that uh, <laughs> the uh, new coaching structure can bring that about. It'll be interesting to see what uh, what effect Caracciola has. Um, yeah. Have you? The, it's that's a good sort of leads me into a next question. I guess since November. Has there been a certain drill or a certain style of of um, training that you've picked up from previous years that that you've seen as different? How how would how would you gauge the first three months compared to previous years? Um, there's been a lot more running. Yeah. Um, the there hasn't been as many uh, man on man drills as such. When I I'll, I'll explain that. In, there, there's been in the past. There's been lots of keepings off, uh, little games, both handballing and kicking. There hasn't been as much as, as that. Yeah. Um, it's been tended to be more half length to three quarter length um, ground drills, and one of the big differences is is that the they would do a drill for a while and then they're off running. But the the running has been uh, tended to be one and two hundred meter sprints. Yep. At at a good pace. Um, and then back to do drills. And there's also been a lot of goal kicking practice, but the goal kicking practice has also always been in a fatigued state. So they'll they'll have completed a drill or they'll have completed runs and they do 10 minutes of goal kicking practice. Um, the other really good thing about goal kicking, because I know uh, okay. everybody would love to see uh, uh, it's better goal kicking, is they've had um, on a number of occasions uh, cameras. They'll have an iPod both uh, at the side and at the back of a player and uh, they've been photographing them, uh, their technique. And that's something that I'm really big on. I don't think there's anywhere near enough oh, emphasis on technique. I, it's one of the things I think I've been frustrated with Laverde and the club, I'll put the two together, is... Uh, see, I'm a, I'm a mad NBA fan, right? Yep. And, and it's very clear when a guy has a bad shooting technique and we're seeing it with a, a famous Australian player called Ben Simmons. And in the off-season... They got a skilled coach, and they totally tried to transform his technique. Yeah. And and I'm going, why can't we sit down with Laverde and say, you know what, we actually have to reshape your technique, because the whole point is you're a fantastic mark, but we can't have two goals four. Well, the worst thing is, is that I think he did have a really good technique when he came to the club. I'd heard that he had a, a yeah, really good action yeah. in in underage. And I've looked at some of the vision um, of his first few goals, and he's got a fantastic technique, but it's different to what it is now. Mm. And uh, I don't think it should be too hard, hard a thing to, um, to really sort out. I've got my own little um, theories upon it. I think it's a, to do with the ball drop and where it's placed in relation to his, yeah. uh, his run. Um, 
and hopefully with vision they can uh, they can well, yeah, fix it up. For me, around the ground, if he if he if Laverde gets the ball on the wing on the run, he doesn't think about the kick. It's just a natural, nice kick. Yep. But he over maybe he overthinks They're it. They're not he... always good kicks on the run too. He uh, sometimes he uh, he semi slices. Semi slices. Yeah. <laughs> true. Very um, true. But that again is to the ball position and the ball drop. Yep. And it's uh, look, I'm no great skills coach or anything like that. But the um, there are enough people out there. Surely it's got to be an emphasis of the club to get people to hone their actual skills. Yep. Um, and hopefully that's what they're doing with the uh, with these videos. One of the interesting things this year with Essendon is the lack of match practices. Like we we yes. actually we went into that Melbourne game. And that was it. Like that was, I, 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 unless you tell me otherwise, as, I don't as, think we actually had a match. As far as I know, that's before. the first actual match practice. They're, they've had uh, sessions of match practice simulation, but, simulation, but they've also been broken up with instruction. Yeah, they'll have Rutten and Caracciolo and some of the other um, coaches out on the ground, and they'll they'll stop a play at a certain point and and, and come in and say, look, do yeah. this. But they also have been out on the ground at times, so they're actually instructing players on where to go and where to move. So it's not a uh, a, a real, uh, fully simulated uh, match practice. Um, and you know whether that's a good thing or not, we'll <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have just have to wait and see. I, I, uh, that's, yeah. it, it, you generally feel, and I'm just being a fan here when I say this. You generally, I generally don't know what Essendon's going to turn up. Like no. in, in on Thursday, let alone round one. Uh, one obviously the with the Ambrose thing, our injuries are a concern, and our yep. lack of preparation yep. for round one is a concern. There's no yep. doubt about that. Uh, but we ha- there's not much even to gauge from. We haven't had match practices. No. So I don't really know what Essendon. It's it's intriguing. But it's obviously a different approach. It's obviously a calculated different approach. The um, the other thing when talking about that is that the a lot of people forget that the amount of injuries that we had at the back of last year, just having a fully fit Smith uh, makes a huge difference to yep. the team. Yep. He was the almost the barometer of the team the year before. The uh, yep. his, his efforts and his and. Um, that's been taken over a bit by Merritt now, who is he, just yesterday his defensive game to me looked fantastic yes, as well. True. I think he's uh, I think he's taken a, a lesson from Smith there. Um, but uh, the end of last year, Hurley wasn't fit. Um, we all know that Hooker wasn't fit. Um, Fantasia, uh, Fan- Fantasia shouldn't have been playing, but that's a whole different story. Yeah. Um, and Fantasia really has his pace back now. So bring all those players back into the uh, into the team fully fit. Heppel, of course, is another yeah. one. Um, and, they're, and they're not small names either. Like no. They're, they're to, to Essendon, Smith, Heppel, Fantasia, Hurley, they're massive exactly. names. Exactly. Like, that's, that's your elite. And uh, if, you, if you're playing with... And, and um, you look at Richmond last year. Everyone talks about how Richmond uh, um, had quite a few injuries and they counted. Well, they didn't have a large number of injuries they did have some big name injuries but they also struggled during that period yeah, they, they were they just did. lucky that they all came back they all came back and they were all fit and, and, they, and they found form again yeah. and found form again with the exception of Vrance who's a big name but um, yeah. but yeah we're, we're talking about some of our our top line players um, uh, just Fantasia Danaher Smith 
you have them in in top form, and that makes a huge difference to the uh, team. No, I I totally agree. I I a lot of people ask me to you know, can you give me predictions of, for the year, and I I genuinely don't know. Like I no. I, I I won't lie and say I'm not concerned because I, I am, but because I I don't know how much an uninterrupted preseason will affect the side. Yeah, I I really don't know which way it's going to go myself. I'd like to come out here and say it's, yeah. uh, I'm all positive about it and it's uh And um, and we play free hour at home and then Sydney and so we we have an opportunity to hit the ground running. Yep. So and, it's it's quite pivotal we yep. we are up on our game. Well, I think we'll have a pretty good idea after uh, three or four rounds or <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> one way or another. Exactly. Um yeah, it's it's uh, it's yeah, we'll, Look, we'll just see. Just to finish off, and we've gone up to an hour now, so we've done well. But I hope, look, I hope everyone's found this informative. Uh, I, I'm, I'm obviously loving it. So, look, I'll ask you a last question because this is a typical fan question. But after three months, uh, they usually ask the coaches this: who's who's flying on the track? Like, who for you? Give us some names that you've gone. Either they can break into the side, or or even get better. Well, the biggest one for me is Francis. Mm. Francis, uh, as we touched on a little bit earlier, um, he looks like he wants to be out there now. He uh, he's running. He just has that confidence in yeah. him where he where he knows what he can do. He seems to have um, uh, held back on his kicking a little bit. Uh, you know, he went for lots of hero kicks last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he's not doing that as much. Um, so here's the big one. Um, I've been really impressed with Fantasia. Yep. Um, coming back, um, I should have looked at the, some of the names before. I, uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm trying this. to think of like when when I was watching. I look for me. I actually thought Waller was really oh, really impressive. That's the other one. Um, I've talked to that of, yep. with a few people about uh, Waller. Um, he has been exceptional. It's a pity he got this little calf injury yeah, just to yeah. hold him back a little bit, but it. Um, but um, he's, uh, he's not an experienced AFL player. He's only had the 80-odd games. Um, and it's often, particularly for small forwards, which is a very difficult role to play and to pick up, it, um, you look at someone like Eddie Betts at a, at a similar amount of time. He, yes, he, was yeah. a, he was a good player without being dominating. But then he just got the experience and he, uh, and he took off. And I think um, as good he, as he was last year, I think he can really take his game to another level. His balance and his uh, movement and his everything about him has just been at a heightened level this year. So he's one that I, I think could, if I was going to pick anybody to go to a real next level, that'd be him. Plus, of course, Laverde. Yeah. Um, he's well, had a great preseason. String is famous for his training, <laughs> not in a in a positive way, but he he often gets forgiven because he crosses the white line on match day and yep. he's a star. But how have you found him in, in the preseason? Because he he looks to be running better. He's he's running better. He doesn't enjoy running. I think I can tell that. Uh, uh, yes. Quite it's very uh, obvious. Yes, quite obviously. Um, but he, he completes the running. His, um, his uh, middle to, to front of most of the packs is running in. Um, to him, I think it's just something that he knows he's got to do and, and uh, yeah. to, to become a better player. Um, but some of the simulations I'd, I'd seen him when, in the, uh, when he was in the centre was just uh, amazing. He was just everything you'd want of a big-bodied midfielder. He was... Uh, Got Dusty-like? 
Yeah, very dusty like. Mm. Um, and he'd get the ball and he'd do his little uh, fend offs and he'd uh, and he'd just burst burst free. Which, on a different note, um, is something that uh, with increased uh, fitness, I'd hope Francis could even have a bit of a run in that role. He would love it. I'm spoken to him. He would. That's, he'd love to play midfield. But. Well, you look at some of the uh, his junior highlights, and he uh, he was playing midfield. Mm. Um, of course, it really just comes down to fitness. Yep. But um, if he could do <laughs> if he could do that, and he was floating, you know, back and forth in, in the air, it'd be uh, be fantastic. With but, with Ambrose down, can I ask uh, about Zerk Thatcher? Do you see him as the logical replacement? I think so. Uh, I uh, this is his third third year. Third year, I think. I think at, at the end of um, his first year of the preseason, uh, I was asked who I thought was the standout performer. And I put it as Zerk Thatcher. Um, and he hasn't quite got the opportunities, but I think he's, uh, yeah, I think he's he's ready. His to VFL go. form is still very strong. Like we've we've just been blessed with some very good key backs, um, but with Hooker probably <coughs> starting late and and with Ambrose's decision, I think he's ready. Like I, I feel like he, he's a guy that actually could come in round one and be ready to play. And I, not... I've been disappointed that he hasn't played more games to date. Mm. But having said that. Who do you keep out? Who do you keep out? Yeah. If you if you've got a if you got a fit, um, Ambrose Hooker, Hurley, um, along with even Gleason to some extent. <clears throat> yep. Um, you don't want to go too tall. Yeah. And then we got Ridley, who I'd also like to see get more games. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's only so many spots. Funny player, Ridley. I, <laughs> I I'm trying to work him out. He, he's smooth as silk, but I'm trying to work out um, his body on body kind of f contact and. Where he sits with that. That's definitely something they've been working on in the preseason, and there's there has been uh, improvement that I can that yeah. I can see from that. The uh, but you never really know until you uh, mm. get into a um, match practice. I thought he looked pretty good yesterday too. Ridley, he did yeah, his yeah. role. Both feet. He was. He was. Yep. He he can hit a pass. <laughs> yep. Well, and. I recall in his first couple of games that was his his passing was fantastic and mm. and that's something we definitely lack uh, coming yeah. out of the back line someone that can hit a target there's another one that I just thought of that's been looked really good as Mason Redmond yeah <coughs> yeah and um, uh, had a chat to him at uh, one time and he's a good confident Rip. young boy he's a ripping he, uh, guy <laughs> yep he, uh, he's a country boy yep and he uh, he's uh, he thinks he has it and I I agree with him he's a uh, uh, he oh, had a I, fantastic year. I, I, I thought halfway through last year, I, I, I generally, I think I even said, I said he's getting to the point where I think he's kind of like a top 12, 13 player. Like he's, his impact on games is yep. so profound. Yep. And he's kicking out of defense yep. and everything like that. He, he, he's, and he can kick both feet. Same with Ridley. Mm, mm. Uh, yeah. That's They're a, both balanced. Yeah. Way. Yeah. And, and he can mark. And he's tough. He he he. Uh, he's one of these players that, again, we were talking about earlier, is a real competitor, and he uh, he's and he's an aggressive type. One of the old sheedy favourites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would be a sheedy favourite. Yeah, he would be. Yeah, he he would be. and all that yeah. kind of type. Look, Neil, I can't tell you how much I've loved loved speaking to you. Uh, you're welcome on the podcast anytime. We, you know, 
my uh, my know where you are my, now. Yeah, <laughs> I know we get you know where the studio is, yeah. and and Grant's obviously away, so you're welcome anytime. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. I've uh, really enjoyed it. I love talking Essendon, as a lot of us do, and it's been a real pleasure. Yeah, so we've got um, Thursday night. We play. Um, is it regional kind of WA or is it actual? Players? No, it's uh, Joondalup. It's a training base, which is only about four k's from Optus Oval. Okay, so it's a home game for them. Home game for them. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. We, we, we not only is it a yeah, it's the home training base. So I'm not holding out a whole lot. <laughs> <I'm holding out laughs> hope. oh, I hope for that one. It'll be interesting <laughs> who lines up. Uh, you, you can obviously uh, tell it's going to be quite a strong. Uh, team named just by judging by the the Melbourne yep. game and who we named, uh, and obviously there's merit in that all played halves. I wouldn't be surprised if if merit in that do similar because they've just come from yep they've not, had a, they're they've not had far a... away from being off the modified group so they've, they've yep. done some bit of training but I would say they just want to keep on putting a few halves yeah, in them I think so get some touch it'll be really interesting to see how it all goes but uh, having said that we're going to be light on both front and back. Yeah, so, yeah, true. Um, I don't think it's going to be the, the team that we put out for round one. Um, but we'll um, find out and see. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. And uh, one of my favourite podcasts. I'm, I'm enjoying this podcast. So have a great week, everyone. Uh, we'll do a podcast next weekend to discuss the Thursday game against the Eagles. Hopefully it's one of a, a same positivity. I'm not expecting a 74-point win, but... Uh, but uh, look, uh, really, I just want us to get some touch, some good match practice, and and for me, it's just about intensity and effort. I I, I want some professional professional kind of feel to the game. I don't yep. want us to say we're just here just to just to yeah, to, and see a bit of structure, hopefully too. Yes, exactly. Uh, if we can do that, it's a success. We don't have to win; we just have to get a good uh, yeah a, a, yeah good workout, good learnings from it. Yep. All right, have a great week, everyone, and we'll be back next week. This is Signing Off, Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. <laughs>